files, we got news, we got clips, what you really wanna know? Uh, entertaining is, ain't no telling who you might see. Entertaining is, like it ain't telling who he might be. You can say anything in your rap, if you really he like bada boom and bada bada bow and bada bada bean. If you join the show, then you might run a little couple things. Like how I'm trying to make this bar rhyme with positivity. Like how I'm trying to say I'm unselfish with magnanimity. This show might just change somebody's life with the possibility. And now, podcasting with pride from a downriver suburb of the greatest city in the world, Detroit, Michigan. It's Wednesday night. Welcome back to Bright Side of the Hump. We are here to get you on that glide to the weekend. It is February 8th, and you only have a few days left to plan out how you will tell that special someone that you did buy into the Hallmark hype and you love them this dollar amount. I kid, I kid. But we're only 20 days away from kicking the old geezer winter to the curb and marching into springtime with some pep in our step. Tonight's guest joins us from the banks of the Mississippi River, where... Like Meriwether Lewis and William Clark did 200 years before them, he and his partners set out on an adventure without any kind of roadmap. Bob Lament is one of the OP's original podcasters and the host of a show called Static Radio. He'll join us in a moment. First, though, Crisis Text Line provides mental health support via text. Simply typing HOME. H-O-M-E to 741741 connects you to a counselor who can share mental health resources. It's a wonderful, practical, life-saving service that needs three things from us, Brightsiders. They need volunteers, money, and help getting the word out on social media. Go to the webpage for this podcast and click on the donate link for all the details on how you can help. Brightsiders, this show virtually stands on the digital shoulders of giants. And tonight, we get to listen to one of those magnificent trailblazers. On New Year's Eve Day 1999, exactly one year before that impending digital apocalypse we all heard about, Bob Lament and his partner Miles decided to pave their own lane to share their, quote, off-kilter and sophomoric ramblings with the world. And the Static Radio Podcast was born. 24 years later, they are still rolling. Bob's unique Midwestern charm permeates every episode of Static Radio, and the breadth of the topics they discuss is only matched by their wit. Without further ado, if Shakespeare made a baby with Barry White, it'd be jealous of this guy. Please welcome one of the pioneers of podcasting, Bob Lament, to Bright Side of the Hump. Welcome, Bob. Hey, how's it going? That Fantastic. was some intro. I tell you, you must work days on these kind of things. I I tell you, it's uh, you know, and I and I I can't even read or write, Bob. That's the that's the <laughs> that's impressive, illiterate, and yet you said all that. That's fantastic. I, I just try again. I just work so hard at it. But uh. <laughs> wait, am, am I talking to the chat uh, GPT or whatever? Is this what's going on right now? Are exactly. You the chat bot. 
<laughs> you just, are so handsome. You got Bob. Shakespeare and Barry White. You're just pulling things out of Google randomly and stacking them up. Okay. You bet. There, it's getting so good. The we, I mean, we AI, we are getting so good. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I I'm uh, totally impressed with uh, what's happening in the AI world. I, you know, I don't know what uh, you know what's going to happen next. Although I do think. Uh, much like winter storms, uh, AI gets, uh, you know, a little bit of puffery from the media. So you got it. Forecasts and actual results may vary. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back, Bob, 1998 at that time, the closest thing to a podcast I listened to was the Jim Rome show. And so I just have to ask what got you into podcasting? So we started, uh, so Miles and I went to college together, um, and we did a, uh, a show on the student radio, and it was called Static, and that was the beginnings of the show. Basically, we uh, were there for a few years together. We did the show for a couple of years on student radio. Uh, it was very similar to what it has is now in the sense of uh, we would uh, tell you know talk about our day and tell stories. Uh, but at the studio station, you had to play music. And so we would play a song and then we would, you know, uh, do some kind of, you know, banter. And then we play another song because the, the student radio really didn't want us to talk, to be honest. You know, you're <laughs> supposed to introduce a song and, <laughs> and go on to the next song. Right. And um, we uh, we kind of took advantage of that because it was student radio. Um, but anyway, so then uh, we graduated, uh, went our uh, separate ways, a few years passed, and I said, hey, I uh, got this idea. Let's do the show what we did in college, but we'll just stick it on the internet because this was an up, com- up and coming kind of situation. And so uh, Miles is um, the, the less technical, we'll call him Miles the less technical, and uh, he uh, didn't. He said, "Sure, whatever. You know, tell me what to do." Uh, you know, he always says, "I'm the talent," uh, is his moniker, I think. Uh, and so then I had to figure it out. But uh, um, we uh, started recording stuff, and uh, I, you know, made a little uh, web page. Uh, at the time, I um, I didn't know anything about the making a web page, and I read a book called "How to Learn HTML in Seven Days." Yep. And uh, if you're familiar, I don't know, it was a very popular book at the time. I do. Back Col- then. Color equals, you know, 9332. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I read that. I made a web page and, um, uh, and then we just started posting uh, shows every week. So the only difference was uh, back then, at least in the States, which I found out recently, I didn't realize this wasn't um, – something that was more of a, uh, a phenomenon beyond the United States, but Napster happened. And in the United States, there was, you know, Metallica was suing everybody. And, and so we didn't play any music. The original thing was to do the show as it was. Um, but with all that going on, I'm like, well, let's just do the stories. And um, so that's essentially uh, how it all kind of came about. We just uh, started telling stories and, and, uh, you know, kind of just being ourselves. Um, and uh, it, it's happened every week since. You did not want Lars on your doorstep. No, no, I did not. You know, the hilarious thing is I, uh, <laughs> at the time uh, where I was working, we had 
um, a very, you know, comparatively speaking, we had really, really good internet. So uh, my uh, suite mate, I, I worked in the, an office and I had a, a person that I uh, worked with in that office space was downloading songs like crazy at that time. He had everything. <laughs> And, um, yeah. and and yeah, so I mean, I was very aware of Napster, but I was also reading the the news, and I'm like, I don't think I really want to post. You know, he was just basically stealing songs. I like, I don't want to post any <laughs> of course. at this point. But uh, you know, but he had uh, just hard drives full of uh, music, which I think think he still has to this day. So I gotta ask, which college did you go to? Uh, we went to uh, Miles and I went to Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. A Saluki, uh, isn't that? Yeah, what Salukis. Yeah. yeah, and actually, the funny thing is, this week's show, I was, I just was on campus uh, and, and talked about it this week on our show because I hadn't been there in thirty years, and uh, I happened to be down that way and went on campus again. So that's cool. Uh, did you guys like basketball when you were there? Uh, I did, I did not. Miles would go, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is going to be typical Miles. Miles loved to go to the women's basketball games. And I think he went to all of them. Uh, that was his kind of, uh, uh, interest down there. Um, I did not, I was not, um, uh, I didn't go to anything, uh, sports wise that I can even, maybe I went to some things because of the radio station. Cause I would do remotes, but, uh, that's about it. That's I was trying. Matt, I'm a Purdue uh, uh, grad, and so Matt oh, okay. Painter, our basketball coach, uh, and actually Bruce Weber before him was an assistant at Purdue, and then so you know we have that like almost sisterhood, you know, uh, kind of yeah, Southern Illinois. That's where uh, where those guys got to coach. If not for Matt cutting his teeth there, we mm-hmm. wouldn't maybe be number one in the country right now. So oh really? Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. he moved up because. Uh... Right now, Carbondale is not the place to be like it was, uh, you know, all those years ago. So it's um, hard to imagine that a city named Carbondale wouldn't be, you know, glorious. (laughs) It sounds like it sounds like a bunch of coal miners, doesn't it? Right. That's Carbondale. That's tough. Mm. Carbondale. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, What have been your biggest challenges uh, with static radio? So, um Oddly enough, you know, it's that's an interesting question. Um, I would say probably if I had it off the top of my head, the biggest challenge is getting Miles to show up on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> that's my biggest challenge. I am, um, uh, you know, very much uh, an on-time kind of person, and he is not. And uh, every we have done done this for over twenty years, and. Every week, I still wonder if he's going to show up. That isn't that wild. Isn't that doesn't that sound just infuriating? <laughs> Unbelievably so. And Miles calls you the talent, yet he acts like the talent. No, no, he's the talent. <laughs> I'm the tech. He's the talent. That's for sure. Yeah. There's no, That's there's some... no question in his mind that he's the he's the talent, <laughs> and diva. he acts like it. He's very diva esque. Yeah. That's great. Oh man. Well, that is a challenge, right? Partnership. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and but I mean to be honest with you, I've you know, uh, for for what we do, it really works between the two of us, and and that's really what matters. So it is. You guys are fun to listen to. What have been some of your highlights? 
Well, it, it depends on uh, what you mean by highlight, but I think um, uh, over time, some of the highlights, well, I think one of the funniest things to me, although it never happened, was early, early on, so this would be pre-podcasting, uh, uh, I try to reach out to people. So, and you probably don't remember some of these people, but one of them you will. Uh, so I reached out to people and we had authors uh, that we talked to every once in a while. And then we had uh, cable television people. Like there was a person named Martin Sargent who was on tech TV that I liked uh, to watch. I got to, to do a talk to him at one point. Um, and then the the one that didn't happen and I tried so hard to make it happen and, and I got totally submarined by Miles was I had Will Wheaton uh, from Star Trek The Next Generation fame was going to come on and talk to us. And I did, made the mistake of including Miles on my interchange and then he uh, totally uh, – replied, which I was not expecting because he generally just ignores everything until it happens. Um, but he replied to Will Wheaton uh, with a, um, a uh, I'm trying to think at the, how to say this. Uh, but anyway, he asked a very inappropriate question to Will Wheaton and he said, you, you know, fuck off you guys. I'm sorry. I don't know if you. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, Fire away. That was uh that was the end of the Will Wheaton scenario. I, and I mean, he, at the time, Will Wheaton was a, um, uh, I mean, obviously he's still known now, but he was more of a blogger and he was really making headway as a blogger and a writer. And, um, and I was reading his stuff and so forth. And, and, uh, it was really quite interesting, but yeah, that kind of submarine it. Um, most of the time we do stories. I don't want people to think that we do a lot of interviews because we don't. I just did uh, interviews because uh, at the time we were just trying stuff out and we still do every once in a while. So, you know, we'll, I'll just, one of us will get an idea. We'll say, Hey, we should do something about this. And then we try it out and see how it goes. Um, but I think, uh, you know, uh, so I think, and I can't remember the exact stories, but to me, always a highlight for the show is we tell something and we both can't contain ourselves because <laughs> we are so taken by the humor of it all. And, you know, it's really uh, cathartic to, to, you know, be able to have somebody that you can laugh with so much. And I mean, there's times where we'll, it, everything just breaks down and, and we can't continue. I mean, it's, you know, the crying, laughing kind of situation. So when that happens and your stomach hurts and you're, you're cramping in your abdomen yeah. because you just can't. Yeah. That's good times. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen every week. I wish it would, but uh, it doesn't, but when it does, Oh my gosh, I'm just like, it's just incredibly uh, interesting to me that it even happens. So pure podcasting magic. There you go. Yeah, hopefully the hopefully people are enjoying it and they're not going, oh geez, these guys are losing it again over some stupid thing, you know. But I have to share that my wife, uh, we always observe. You know, my kids are all grown and everything, so like we all, you know, can kind of talk to each other like adults. And you know, <laughs> in the watching SNL days when we would watch, you know, together. My wife's absolute favorite thing that happens in an SNL episode is when a cast member breaks character and starts oh, laughing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how the, the sketch could be the worst sketch in history. 
and my wife will be crying laughing if uh you know well jimmy fallon was her favorite right. her favorite <laughs> cast member obviously yeah. since he broke in every single sketch but more cowbell it is fun, it is fun to listen to the, people break not up keeping it together he's like contorting in the background <laughs> yeah oh my god will ferrell in the belly shirt you know what this needs? It needs more cowbell. Do you have a theme or a style you guys try to stick to? No, I mean, uh, I think we've come up with one uh, just by repetition. But um, basically, the the flow of the show is that uh, we each tell a, a story about something that's happened to us, and typically, it is um, firsthand uh, knowledge. You know, what I mean, so something happened. Um, and, uh, we try to make it as humorous as possible. And essentially we're, we are trying to kind of get each other going, you know? Um, so if I'm telling the story, I'm trying to, to get him to laugh. And then if he's telling the story, I'm basically trying to knock him down, making myself laugh. Um, and so that's become the style, um, over time. I think originally, you know, we, we, it was kind of the idea, but I think now at this point we've, that you could even say it's a style before you could just say it was something we did, but yeah, now I think it, it there's a pattern uh, to it that, you know, you have to have a, a pattern to become a theme, to become a style. So I think we're there. Oh, that's a fantastic way of putting it. Do you feel like you have to keep it more improvisational for it to hit each other correctly? Oh, yes. I, I, I rarely, I, so as time has gone on, so much like yourself, uh, my kids have grown up and uh, they grew up while I was doing this. So they were all the babies uh, when I started. My daughter wasn't even born yet and she's the oldest. And um, so they were all, you know, uh, young. But as they've gotten older, then they, they've, you know, found out. I don't know what you want to say. I don't really go around the house talking about this too much, but, you know, they know about it. And they always want me to say, you know, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> and, and so I really, I really try to keep it as spontaneous as possible because I, you just never know, you know, where the, the conversation is going to take you. So as we start, uh, and there's been times where I start and I think I'm going to talk about this. And then something is said or something happens or whatever, and it totally spins you off into another uh, situation or story. Or uh, sometimes, you know, it'll take me back to something that's happened in my youth and I'll talk about that. And, and so, yeah, I totally, the improvisation of it all is kind of what I enjoy. I love the fact that you, it's, you sit down to do this and you don't really, you kind of have a little bit of an idea, but you, that's, you're not going to stick to it. You're just going to go with whatever happens and, and you just let yourself get taken away. And, and sometimes that's good. And sometimes, you know, it's not that good, but uh, I think over the years we've been able to make it. So at least it's tolerable, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tagline. 
tolerable. It's tolerable. That's right. Listen, it's tolerable. Love it. You're going to like it. <laughs> That's right. You won't be put off by this. Maybe. <laughs> if you had unlimited resources, unlimited contacts, and unlimited time and technology, what would be your dream episode? Oh, the dream of episode. Static Radio. The dream. Make it your dream. Oddly enough, weird, weirdly enough, I mean, with all of those things, um, really the only, as far as how it would happen and everything, nothing would change too much. I mean, you know, I always want, I love uh, gadgets and equipment and all that good kind of stuff. And so I'm always playing around with stuff. So that would be all on the back end. But to be honest with you, on the front end, as people were to listen to it, uh, uh, maybe quality would go up, but other than that, they wouldn't even know the difference. But I would, I would say um, uh, that that would kind of be my thing. Would be to 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 take and 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 be able to kind of play with all the good stuff that I'd love to play with. The other thing would be to be able to go and and uh, be in other places. So Miles and I don't even live near each other. We live about probably three and a half hours apart. Uh, you know, time-wise, if you had to get there, and um, and so it would be, and the, it would be nice, I guess, if we were uh, able to be uh, able to do it live at the same place. Um, but it's worked out so far. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so it's not it's not been a huge uh, issue. <laughs> but also, we do have people that have been listening for uh, you know twenty years, and so. I have got to meet a few of them and I think it would be fun to, to meet more of them. So, uh, I've been like, for instance, I, uh, there's a, a person named, uh, John, uh, uh, Frank Nora in New York city. And he, um, uh, and I have been conversing, uh, online for over 20 years. A few years ago, I was in New York city and I met him, uh, you know, and sat down with him for a little while. And that was fantastic. And uh, Mandy the Mailman, who's one of our listeners, uh, regular listeners, um, was in St. Louis, and I met him uh, downtown. He was here with his son, and uh, they were going to go to a ball game because they were on this whole ball game uh, ballpark tour yeah. thing they're trying to do. And I met him downtown. We had lunch. It was great. And so it, that would be kind of the fun thing. Although, to be honest with you, I rarely, if ever, record any of that stuff. It's it's more the interaction, and then maybe I'll talk about it later. Sure. But um, that would be kind of the uh, thing is if if I could do that, I would love to just bounce around. I mean, there's people, uh, uh, PQ in New Mexico uh, listens, and I would love to stop by and see him sometime. And then there's also people overseas that uh, I've been in contact with. It would be great if I could – like Australia and uh, in the UK, um, it would be neat to just stop by and say, Hey, and right. then basically it would add to the show because I would then eventually talk about all these things um, with miles. And I'm sure something would happen because I'm, uh, I'm not a social, uh, you know, butterfly. I'm very awkward in social situations <laughs> much of the time. And so something always happens that, you know, I goof something up or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, it always goes wrong in some, in some way, shape or form. And so, uh, all those kind of things would be fantastic because, uh, uh, it would basically give me the opportunity to generate more content because of just my natural awkwardness. 
Inflation is bad and toilet paper is expensive, Brightsiders, and it's gross and bad for the environment. Feel fresh instead with Brondell's entire line of fresh spa easy bidet attachments. They'll bring your toilet into the 21st century. Brondell's easy-to-install fresh spa toilet seats replace the yuck of smearing around your make. In toilet clogs, in the hassle of storing three cubic feet of poop wipe around your house, begin feeling fresh and clean with Brondell's fresh spa easy bidet attachments. Do we have a name for static radio listeners? Are they static radio heads, static radioites? No, I no, we never have done. That's interesting. I never even thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Uh, what could they be? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the uh, head cleaner doesn't sound like a good name for anybody. It uh, doesn't. It just. You're trying doesn't. to get rid of the static. It's a head cleaner. Yeah. Now I don't know. We don't. We don't. Uh, I don't have a name for them. We just. I know them by their name or their handle. Um, uh, because some of, a lot of them are, are have been you know doing other things online, and so they kind of have personas uh, that they've. Uh, for instance, Mary the mailman. Uh, just to take him as an example, he is a mailman, and his first name is Manny. And yes. Somehow he's just become Manny the mailman, and as a matter of fact, um, Miles. Uh, at one show, we were talking. There's a, a, a there's a thing called Flat Stanley. I don't know if if you know of this, but there's a book called Flat Stanley. And then schools at at a certain point in time back in the uh, 2000s would have kids make a Flat Stanley, which was this little character, and they would have take pictures with him in other places. Like Flat Stanley goes to you know the store or whatever, sure, or goes to Disney World. So we were doing a thing where we were talking about that and Miles said, well, we should do Flat Manny. <laughs> and so I made, and you can go on the website, look up Flat Manny. You can print out a Flat Manny, which is a ripoff of Flat Stanley, but with Manny the Mailman uh, as uh, there used to be a character called Mr. Zip, which was the yeah. post, uh, postal code thing for the United States yeah. uh, to get people to use zip codes. I took Mr. Zip and Manny and made him into a little character. And Manny the Mailman for a while had quite the um, uh, thing with Flat Manny would go all over the world and people were taking pictures of him in weird places. So like I took pictures of him down by the arch and I was uh, one other places and took pictures and Miles has taken and Miles has this tendency where he loves to have very nice looking women take a picture with flat Manny and that's his thing. <laughs> so he'll be like, will you hold flat Manny? And let me take your picture. And so then he gets a picture of, you know, some barmaid in yeah. some place. And then she's holding this, uh, this weird little Mr. Zip uh, combo character. Flat but, Manny um, does Maxim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ex essentially. Yeah. That's one of his, uh, that's one of his, I don't know what you call it his move or whatever, but he, he seems to really, I mean, there's a lot of pictures of Flat Manny with all these, you know, women, uh, and they do it. He, I mean, he goes to like comic cons and uh, and other um, things like that, and he'll, you know, get all these women to. He's he had, um, I think he had. Um, I have to make sure on this. I know he had him hold another sign, but he got uh, Walter Koenig from Star Trek fame to hold up something, 
And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just, it, he's just kind of, that's what his thing, but he, he invented flat Manny from our conversation. Uh, I kind of brought it to, to reality so that people could do it. And people did, they, they printed it out and were, you know, taking pictures of flat Manny in, in weird places, just like flat Stanley. So we totally ripped off the flat Stanley thing. Whoever did flat Stanley, I can't remember who it was, but we're not taking any, uh, you know, uh, that we invented anything. We totally ripped off flat Stanley. That's good. Flat Stanley sounds like a garbage pail character, by the way, <laughs> doesn't well, it? I did a, I did a thing for a kid, uh, uh, flat Stanley. They, um, uh, and that, I think that was part of this conversation, but some, uh, nephew or somebody, somebody wanted the arch and so forth. And so I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I did a whole little pictorial with flat Stanley and, uh, and so anyway, that was, but that was kind of a, I think it was in the early 2000s. That's really that cool. Big, so yeah. yeah, but flat Manny is still out there. If anybody wants to download, uh, just go to the website, staticradio.com and print out your flat Manny and cut them out and, and, you know, put them in weird spots. I think flat Manny's going to make a trip to, to, uh, Detroit. Yeah, we love it. Uh, uh, have to go to Flint and uh, run some wa- tap lead lead uh, laden tap water with flat Manny in it. Then. Oh man, uh, what is <laughs> everywhere is haunted, and what made you start that? Okay, so the everywhere everywhere is haunted is a, is a side project. So I um, do a lot of side projects, and I I so like I said, Miles is not quite as. Um, uh, technologically uh, interested, I guess we'll put it. Not that he's not savvy, but I mean, typically, you know. And so, everywhere's haunted is something that came out of, uh, uh, oddly enough, another uh, discussion um, uh, with people. So I was at a, I was at lunch with some friends, and uh, actually, the weird thing is, so it starts with. Sorry, I'm, I'm backing up my story a little bit. It starts with Miles and I. We wanted to do something for Halloween. And we did. We created something called the Tri-State Ghost Patrol, which we did a video uh, of of this uh, where we he and I met in between where we live at a rest a random restaurant, and um, I we set I set this you know we were like let's do this it's a little fun project we'll do together. We uh, shot this video um, at this restaurant. We don't know if it's haunted or not. We just went in as if it was haunted. <laughs> And we, we sat there and had our lunch and talked and tried to get things to happen in this restaurant. (laughs) And, and then miles is very good. I'm very bad at this, but miles is very good at interviewing people on the fly out in public. And he's, we had uh, a couple of old, old videos that he did um, where he basically goes to these, he went to a tattoo festival and interviewed a bunch of people. And he went to another festival and interviews people and I'm trying to get him to do more of that, but it's it's kind of hard to do. But anyway, the Tri-State Ghost Patrol were out. We did this whole kind of tongue-in-cheek ghost thing in a restaurant. And uh, we ended it, I think, with asking the poor lady behind the counter when we were paying our check if she knew it was haunted or not. And she was really confused, you know, because we've been sitting there <laughs> with, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, divining rods and and all this other stuff at our table and talking a lot, trying to conjure spirits <laughs> yeah, as best you to, can. Exactly. But you can watch it. It's called tri-state ghost patrol. So we did that. And then what happened was it's hard for he and I to, to get together physically at the same time somewhere because we're so far apart. And, 
And so I'm like, what else can I do? And so then I was having another conversation with some friends of mine about this. I said, yeah, we went and did this thing. It was kind of kooky. And I, and we were talking about how all these ghost shows, you know, um, uh, you know, everything is haunted, right? Oh, this is a haunted place. And I go, well, if that's the case, then everywhere is haunted. And I go, wait a minute, that's a great name. <laughs> Indeed it is. And so uh, the concept then, I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to get Miles to do more of these. He's done, I think, one or two, but is that you just go randomly someplace and you ha- have 13 questions that I've created uh, as, a, as a guide. And I want other people to do it. It hasn't caught on like Flat Manny, unfortunately. But I haven't really, I mean, I you know, people have watched it, but not got into it. You go someplace and you ask these 13 questions and see if you get a response. Uh, you know, so it's like um, uh, you get EVP or whatever, right? So if you get anything and so then you do um, a certain portion of silence and then you ask the questions and then you see if there's a difference in that audio. And so we've actually been together on a couple of these where we were uh, went to a couple of places and then I've done several of them by myself Um where I go so far, nothing's happened. Um, but you know, you never know something could happen. Right. So more of these things, just, we just need to do more of them and, uh, hopefully uh, eventually we'll hit upon something, but, uh, it's a little bit, um, I mean, if something happened, I'd be incredibly happy. Uh, but it's a little bit tongue in cheek in the sense that, you know, if you watch any of these kind of uh, paranormal shows or whatever, you know, they're always finding something. It's like, it, it just, it just cannot be possible. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, I'm hoping eventually one day uh, I'll stump as I do these uh, over time that I'll stumble upon actually something will happen that is uh, interesting. Um, but so far it hasn't, but you know, a little caveat there. I did one at a Taco Bell, you know, <laughs> Taco Bell KFC. Probably not the most haunted place in the world, but whatever. You know, at Walmart. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like I'm going into all these really haunted <laughs> places, but but that's part of the deal is everywhere is haunted. I mean, you know, sure. somebody's dropped dead at that Walmart. You know 100%. it. 100%. Right? It's a, it, here's the thing, you know. Bob. Every trade school in the United States is going to tell you that ghost hunting is a volume business. If you're not willing to go out there and really look, you are not going to run into enough ghosts you're to make a show. Find anything. Like, yeah. There's just no chance. Yeah, it could be. You could be right there. Well, we'll have to get some more. I, I try to get uh, more people to do them, but it, you know, it's, I don't know. It was a great name when I said it and then I kind of ran with it for this concept and, and uh, I still do. I mean, that's cold right now here where I'm at. So I'm not running around doing these. But when it gets nice outside, I'll run out and do it. We went to um, we went to cemeteries. Uh, Miles and I did together. And we've been to uh, some other places and, and that are actually considered haunted places. Nothing happened. Right. Um, but I also like to do I went to a car wash. That was a good one. I uh, got my car. I was getting my car washed. So I did a little everywhere is hot. Very good. I, Bob, I feel like, <laughs> you, know. you know, you're saying definitively that nothing happened, but maybe you just yeah. need, maybe your senses just aren't quite where they need to be yet. And and you need, this is more equipment. You need something that well, will get some level be. of perception yeah. deeper than what you're getting. I do have a, a REM pod and a K2 meter. 
that I got for actually I got it for um, when we did the uh, Tri-State Ghost Patrol. And I take those along on some of these everywhere is Hanas. Not all of them. It depends, you know, on what's happening. But I will tell you, I will tell you, I have had paranormal things happen to me personally. Okay. I've talked about them on our show. And uh, it is very baffling because there's no explanation. And it is, um, uh, so it's not that I'm not a, that I'm a total skeptic because, but I'm a skeptic in the sense that I think, um, a lot of the ones that are on television obviously are for entertainment sure, and they have a certain amount of, of, uh, manipulation in order to keep it entertaining. Sure. Um, as opposed to things that are real, but yeah, I had, I've had things happen that are totally unexplainable. Um, and, um, and you know, I'm like, this happened and it, it happened and I was not dreaming it or I was totally cognizant. I was not under the effects of any drugs or alcohol, and uh, I can't explain it. So it's really weird, but it's very few and far between. Few and far between. Can you give me the best example of that? Oh, sure. So uh, I uh, we uh, I don't want to bring it be a downer, but our house burnt down a few years ago. Oh, Lord. and we had to go to a we had to go move into a rental house for a, almost a year. <clears throat> and this is not like an old, like creaky kind of, you know, eight, you know, turn of the century kind of house. This was a house that was probably built in the nineties, uh, maybe the early two thousands. We are in this rental house first night in the rental house. Uh, uh, I see a shadow, uh, on the, uh, and it was, it was partially, it was on the, it looked like it was in the window uh, and my initial, I woke up in the middle of the night. I see the shadow of a person. It looked like a man. And, uh, because of the build, you know what I mean? I didn't see any ghost breasts or anything. So <laughs> the, uh, uh, and I thought, you don't know how this ghost identifies. I, I just want to, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. I don't want to make any assumptions. We didn't have any forms to fill out. <laughs> so the, um, uh, I see the shadow. It's three o'clock in the morning. I wake up and I look and I'm like to myself, all in my head here. I'm like, you know, who's in the window? You know, I didn't freak out. I was so tired because of a lot of stuff had happened. Yeah. And I'm like, we had this neighbor who I just, I met when we moved in and um, uh, he like showed up right away when we when we got there, and he was kind of like a car salesman guy, you know. Hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that creepy neighbor is outside the window. Uh. And I went back to sleep. Well, the next morning, my son, he get he 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 takes me aside and he's like, Dad, a shadow thing came in my room and tried to grab me on my leg. What the? Yes. So I'm and I'm at this point, I have so we're stuck there, right? There's no place oh, to go because of everything that happened. And I, uh, so he was, uh, he was a teen, you know, like a young teen. And I, I go, oh, I'm sure you're just tired, even though I had seen it, <laughs> right? And I'm sure you're just tired. It's okay. I had to get him, you know, kind of uh situation oh, the lies right? you gotta be yeah, a dad, the lies right? we tell our children <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah, there is a santa claus i swear <laughs> to god and um and so i told i got him placated and everything and then i never saw it again my wife never saw it um 
But my son saw it several more times, like wandering around the house. Like he would, he, he would stay out. He was a kid, you know, a teenage kid. He played video games late in the night. I didn't care, you know, and he would get up and go to the kitchen and he'd say, I saw it walking through the kitchen. Oh. It's shadow, oh, right? Not his shadow, a shadow. And it went from, you know, went out to the garage or whatever. And, and so it only happened a few times. I kind of, you know, kept him, uh, you know, cause we had, you know, basically the kid lost all of his stuff. Yes. So it was really a hard time. So, uh, I've, I placated him and, and I'm like, it's okay, you know, and, and just keep telling me if you see anything and we'll figure it. The only thing my wife encountered was that uh, it had a, a basement. Uh, the house had a basement. It was unfinished. It was just concrete and, you know, your heater and your water heater and all that kind of stuff down there. Nothing else uh, down there. And there would be noises down there. And she'd be like, something's, something's down in the basement. And I'm like, no, there's nothing down in the basement. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And so we lived there for a year and then these sightings dissipated after the first like month or so. Um, but yeah, I, I did now. I didn't realize it when I saw it, it was just confirmed by my son uh, because he saw something. And then also these weird, um, uh, you know, noises. And it wasn't like, it's just, you know, your usual ghost banging kind of noises. It wasn't like it was telling us anything or Ooh, whatever. None of that. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't going, Ooh, no, none of that. It was just like, there's absolutely nothing in this basement because we had nothing at that point. You know, we had to get everything. And so, um, yeah, and we didn't put anything down there because it was just an empty basement. Yeah. Oh, as, a, you know, first of all, I am so sorry that that happened to you. I don't care how long ago that happened. That is so <laughs> awful. What a devastating thing to have happened to you. And then for the oh, you know, I got for by. the ghost for the ghost <laughs> to be so rude about it and insensitive. Yeah, it was very is, rude. Uh, you know, beyond the pale. Beyond the pale. Yeah, I got to apologize to my old neighbor. I thought he was being creepy, <laughs> but it wasn't even him. That's one of those weird because, like I said, this is not an old house. It's not. Like, um, you know, people would, you, if you looked at it, it would look like your average suburban house. Right. Um, and you know, that's really what kind of flipped me a little bit because, you know, it's, it doesn't fit any profile that you would think of, uh, as far as that goes, it's totally, um, innocuous you know, to your really to your point though yeah. everywhere is haunted like it's silly of us yeah. to create this profile that like it's got to be an old dilapidated house for ghosts on like there's got to be if it's real there's got to be billions of ghosts wandering around and they can't yeah. just all be in one house or 20 houses right. or 50 right. houses right like they got to be everywhere exactly. they're in your exactly. they're in your mini mart right now it could, yeah it could be anywhere uh, that's the thing and that and essentially that feeds into this idea of everywhere is haunted because i had all that experience before i i created everywhere is haunted um uh, I had that experience prior to that. So yeah, it totally feeds into it. And I, people don't even believe me. They think I'm, you know, nutty when I tell the story, but I mean, in all honesty, that, I mean, all that, I believe my, uh, there's no, there's no re I didn't talk to my son about my situation. We are totally divided, uh, you know, never talked about it until he brought it up to me. And it wasn't like we were sitting around telling ghost stories, uh, it, it, sitting on the floor. Cause that's essentially what we were yeah. doing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we were doing, we were worried about other things at that point in time, uh, trying to kind of rebuild uh, uh, our situation at that time. So, 
yeah, it was, it was interesting that how that happened and, and uh, I'm still baffled. I'm still baffled by it. You ready for a really sharp turn? Sure. All right. Uh, my wife and I are going to have our 25th anniversary in July and we're going uh, on a cruise for it. Do you and Miles have anything special planned for your uh, 25th anniversary that's going to be coming up? No. Uh, but the funny thing about our anniversaries is I always realize them like a, a month after or a couple <laughs> weeks. So we, we've, we've gone through these and I don't know that we've ever... Other than like after the fact, I go, hey, did you know last week we've uh, been doing this for, you know, 10 years? Oh, really? Go figure. You know, that's how way it's always been. And I imagine that's the way it'll continue. Um, it, it be, just because I don't know, it, it's it's more uh, it's more of a regular part of our our, you know, lives. Yeah. It happens, you know, and so. We kind of, I kind of, I try to mark it in, in some sense. Uh, I don't even know he would even realize it. I, I tell him, he's like, oh, oh, really? You know, it's like, he's totally oblivious. <laughs> if anything in this, in this, uh, in our weird uh, relationship here, I'm certainly, uh, he's certainly more of a, a uh, aloof husband. And I'm more of the, uh, you know, caring wife in that whole scenario, if you want to put it that way. But uh, I don't. He's, <laughs> he's out. He's out handing flat manis yeah. to beautiful women, yeah. and you're just at home baking. And that's you know, right. Uh, oh, I should make a cake for the anniversary. Uh, oh, Homer. You know. Anyway, yeah, he's he's kind of you know at, at uh, Duff's or whatever, drinking Duff at uh, Moe's bar, and uh, oh, homie. But yeah, we, but it always happens after the after the fact. I, I don't know what we would do if we did do anything, to be honest with you. We probably, I mean, you know, he's always mooching meals off of me. So he'd probably want me to take him out for dinner. Um, yeah. That would be his thing. Because uh, he's always wanting me to do that or pay for something. So I already feel like I know Miles uh, just from <laughs> this uh, this little chat we've had. So I feel like, you know, it's if he says something like, I think we should go to Dave and Buster's for our 2050, don't yeah. do it. Like you're, you are being set up. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And then he'll be like, Oh, I forgot my wallet. Go figure. <laughs> I'll be like, Short what? arms. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> T-Rex. He's, yeah. Oh, he's always, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he is, uh, he is a hugely undermotivated con man. Nice. Is what he is. <laughs> He can't even get motivated enough to pull a con. Right. But he has all of the the uh, he has all of the um, uh, skills to be such, but he just can't make himself do it. The, the good thing about an unmotivated con man is you can kind of see him coming a mile away. They're not, you know, they're not really putting on That's a big true. guys. They're just kind of coming right at you. Hey man, can I get twenty? Can I get twenty bucks? Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, hey. yeah, that's totally, that's totally him. What other projects do you have in the works, Bob? Anything? Um, well, actually you were part of one of my projects. I don't know if you realize that, but you, you have fallen into one of my projects in a way. Um, I, I'm, I, you're like, what? I, I wasn't even aware. <laughs> How can this be? Am I a good subject? No, no, Earthling. you're doing you're doing great. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's doing fantastic. So, uh, 
so as we've done this over time, you know, your, um, your, you know, kind of drive ebbs and flows, you know, so we've always done the show and like, sometimes like, you know, I mentioned, I'd look for, for people, you know, to maybe talk to and stuff like that. And sometimes we don't. And so over the last, um, I guess year, um, there's been these, I'm trying to remember which, which one we connected on, but there's been these, uh, uh, websites where you connect to get guests. Yep. And so I put myself on there as a guest and I said, you know, and I told on, on our show, I told miles, I said, I want to be the Charles Nelson Riley of podcast guests. <laughs> <laughs> we, gotta have a po- the- <laughs> we gotta have a podcast tiktok toe now <laughs> that's right exactly if anybody knows who charles nelson riley is uh- i would do 100 <laughs> percent. did anyone bob did anyone ever look like they were having as much fun as charles nelson riley on oh, every no, single no, thing huh? he was on you put him on the gong show he's yeah. having a blast you put he's him on tic-tac-toe having a blast (laughs) he was great i mean he was a fantastic he was such a uh i don't even know what you call him he was such a fantastic personality so i i also have this thing and it doesn't you know and i don't want to go off the rails too much uh on your show here but i have this weird thing where i think that that some of the best personalities that we ever get on television are gay Okay. And so if you go Paul Lynn, Charles Nelson Riley, Jim J. Bullock, right? And I can go on and on. And I'm like, why is that? It's because I think that they are so themselves, right? And it's really hard for people to be themselves in media. Yeah. But they are so themselves. And, and even at a time, if you think back to Paul Lynn and Charles Nelson Riley and so forth uh, in my childhood, um, you know, you, you couldn't be openly gay, but they were openly gay. Yeah. In the seventies, I, you know, very few, I think in, in popular, I could be dead ass wrong here, but I feel like Liberace wasn't Liberace. known as being gay. Right, I'm not in exaggerating. In a, yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure when it, you know, finally was okay to be out. Uh, so in the seventies with those two, with Charles Nelson Riley and Paul Lynn. Yeah. Like it was rare to have a person that was just being themselves like that. Right. Yeah. And they were so themselves that it was, I mean, it was great. They were so good. Um, uh, you know, I know that it's a heightened version of themselves as we all do when we get, you know, you stick a microphone or, or a camera in front of anybody, they're a heightened version of themselves, you know, and I'm sure. a heightened version of myself right now. If you saw me, on the on the street you'd be like you know right uh that's not that guy you know because he's not you know yucking it up and whatnot but um but yeah i mean i think that that's you know was one of the things i've always been like these people were so much um so much themselves but they it all worked you know so everything kind of worked and and um, it really was, uh, it's always a joy to see them, no matter what the circumstance. Yeah, you get in a good mood. Yeah, I hope that I can do that, at least uh, with, with Miles and I. I hope we do that in our show, and I hope I do that when I'm doing these other things. But that's how you've kind of, kind of, uh, I've kind of surreptitiously got into, you've got, you've gotten into my next little project, which is to 
to do these things and to and to and to inhabit a role uh, as as you know obviously not as talented as Charles Nelson Riley. I'm not any of those things, but to to be and emulate that person in the the scenario. And uh, that's what I've been doing. And so, yeah, you're, you're in my next project here that's ongoing at the moment. So that's wonderful. We hear about the American dream so often kids, and not only does it mean you can be anything you want, it means you can choose any part of the American dream you want even being Charles Nelson Riley right. as an aspirational thing. But I got it. You know, I'm not going to crap on him here, but I'm going to say you are as talented as him. I've definitely enjoyed talking to you as much as I ever would have enjoyed talking to Charles Nelson Riley. So uh, I think don't don't sell yourself short there, Bob. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I, I try. So obviously I have uh, aspirations and and I've always uh, I've always joked that uh, I want to be uh, I want to be on a game show. So like they brought back the match game for a while. I'm like, oh, I so much w- wish I could be the person that was on the match game uh, panel of of people. But I'm not a celebrity in that sense. Um, but I think that uh, that would be you know one of those things. Where like, oh, that would be such a fantastic experience to be on any of those, you know, there's lots of them that are happening, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, but I, I think those kind of things were always to me fun. And I, I always thought the people on them a lot of times were fun. It was always interesting to me uh, whenever somebody was on there who was famous and they didn't get it, you sure. know, and, and you would watch these shows and I'm trying, I can't think of an example off right now, but you would watch these shows and there'd be some famous celebrity on there and you're like, they're doing horrible. You, you know? bet. And then there'd be these, these B, C, D lister type people on there and they're having a great time and they're being fantastic. And, and I think that's, uh, I, I like to be down there. I like those people. I think they're doing they're doing God's work on television. I literally almost said that. And I was thinking about the thing about (laughs) a certain degree of celebrity that I've observed is it doesn't require any degree of, uh, how do we put this intellectual ability or (laughs) self-awareness. And so like certain people get to be so famous that they can't do anything, but take themselves seriously. So they're sitting there, they don't get it because they've created this thing about themselves that, you know, like, this doesn't read true for the character I'm portraying every day <laughs> in life, right. you know, yeah. line, you know, right. What do so, I say? Yeah. <laughs> I think right. that, you know, but anyway, their, their persona gets crafted in the uh, written material. It's not themselves or it's you not it. a variant of themselves. It's, it's uh, very well crafted by, you know, uh, you know, by how, people write and shape media direct and everything. So, yeah, sure. Well, listen, Bob, I thank you for what you do. You and miles. uh, I appreciate you doing what you do so that I can sit here and do what I do. Brightsiders check out static radio on all your podcasting platforms, but only if you want to enjoy yourself. I really appreciate having you on, Bob. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. And thanks for putting me one step closer to my goal on my uh, new project. I'm glad to do it. Cheers. All right. We are now on that glide, Brightsiders. But I need your help really quickly. Please give the podcast a five-star rating if you haven't done that already. 
even give us a brief review. Just write a few kind words. All right, hit pause and do that for me real quickly, please. Thanks a bunch. And also, please share us on social media or at a sporting event or fish fry or heck, even lean over at the bar and tell all the people around you about us. Wherever you see fit to spread the good word for us, please do. I appreciate you listening. And as always, stay positive and keep looking for the bright side of things. If you dig it, do it. And if you really dig it, do it twice. <laughs> Yo! Hey, fuck all the talking, you want me come give me my niggas don't care if y'all little niggas toting He wanna argue and text when I catch on my side, man, I swear he be different in person I'm tryna stay out that way with just me and the gang, I be busy, I'm running up tokens Fuck all the distance, just send me the Eddie and my nigga slide to something like lotion Fat, 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 five, five, sixes, he got the leaning like he off the potion He on the floor, steady begging for life, he was coughing up blue while we laughing and joking I'm really sliding in something that's stolen, I had him talking, my brother, I'm chosen I'ma get rich and I swear I'ma show him, he said keep rapping, so I'ma keep going Exploring the city and getting it popping we scattering out like a human of roaches Fuck all the hoes, bro, I'm trying to stay focused It ain't no love, I ain't showing emotion Broke all the body and he just been itching When we in the street, we just caught in the rolling Something like windows, we slide and they open Janitor the boys with a wedding and soaked them Fucking with hoes and me thinking with dicks But I guess you ain't heard about medicine, she wrote it Chilling with demons, I skillin' for free If a bag in the air, do you know they get on it? Never stay lacking, forever they posted And I remember them nights, you know who they're not white But I swear we ain't never had motion Caught him at night, he was at a green light But he knew if you grab me, the doctor or so on Get in that room and start talking and folding I was young. I'm getting thug in love with that money, my paper was thick in the folders I'm on my way to the top, but I keep getting stopped Cause the devil could grab my shoulder I be up thinking that night, so confused about life It has changed ever since I got older Fuck that, dude got your pipe Hop out that hoop and start upping and blowing And he got the running from losing his life 30s and 40s, I'm tired of the talking Said over and bodies is something I like Coming to shoot, I ain't coming to fight You just be talking and you never bothered If you really bothered, I'm coming at night Shout out your brother, he next to the angels And he really bigger than all of the flights I got a switch, yeah, I'm towing the dike Riding the shockers and getting some money I come from a struggle and riding bikes Me and my brother, we forever thuggy You know we the toughest, you rolling the dice